Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media.
From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsuck, and this is another edition of Force Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. We are here to talk, celebrate, explore, jump in, swim around Star Wars. And with me, as always, is Joseph Scrimshaw. I am happy to be here to verb Star Wars in whatever verb we can come up with. Yeah. Jennifer Landa is still, uh, well, out on assignment, relaxing, (laughs) uh, much needed. And uh, we will uh, have her back on soon Of course, she's also still working on the next Jedi beat Which I know you guys love that Uh, But here, uh, I don't want to say instead I want to say in addition to (laughs) I don't want to say instead That's not right It's very kind uh, Because you're you're part of this family too And it's John Roca Hey everybody Hey guys, thanks for having me back on Absolutely, you're here in person And Jennifer here is in spirit Yeah Much like a force ghost Mm. Right, and Joseph, let's talk about force ghosts today Yeah my two favorite things in the world are force ghosts and segues. So I tried <laughs> to tie them all together there. <laughs> and I can't think of a, a better person to join us because, John, you in your past appearances on Force Center have shown an unnatural ability to understand the force. <laughs> Thank you. It's almost, uh, you know, it's got me a little concerned on who you might be. <laughs> you know, you understand the ways of the force and can explain it in a great way. And Joseph, Roka, you... Snoke, Roka, Snoke, They're so close. They're almost the same. Let me scar my face up a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Can someone turn the oven on, I'll stick my face in there. <laughs> just do it, just do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had a great question on uh, our Facebook page, Joseph yeah. and John, that uh, we wanted to uh, spin off into a main topic. It is from Hunter Ewing, who reached out to us on Facebook. And you can like our Facebook page, too. Just type in Force Center on the Facebook box. Um, it, it His question simply says, Force Ghosts, how much influence do they have? Qui-Gon unable to help Anakin? Obi-Wan helped Luke a lot? Have Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Yoda been talking to Luke, guiding Ray? question mark, question mark, hashtag ghosts it, guys. <laughs> Force ghosts are a very key part of Star Wars, introduced very early on in Empire Strikes Back, of mm. course. Um, uh, they uh, factored in greatly, even in Heir to the Empire, where Obi-Wan fades away, not talking to Luke. Um, Qui-Gon... Um, appearing uh, in Attack of the Clones, his voice was the first time that you really, at post-death, where he's, Anakin! When Anakin's slaughtering the, the Tusken Raiders, that you're like, wow, there's something else going on there. Yoda having to teach Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And uh, then now we got, look, we're also going to look ahead to what happens to Luke Skywalker? Will he die? Will he become a Force ghost? Will he sit down and talk to Rey? <laughs> so guys, uh, that is my preamble. Uh, Joseph, I'll start with you. Force ghosts. Yeah, I love them. Uh, I you think love them. I do. I love them almost as much as segways. No, I do think that they are one of the unavoidable topics of the sequel trilogy. Yeah. I think it's great that they will most likely be dealt with. I think they're also a, a problem, a fun problem, a great mm-hmm. problem. Because every time you deal with the Force, I think almost all Star Wars fans, especially ones like in the kind of inner Star Wars nerd bubble, want to know more about the Force. We get excited whenever we're going to learn more about the Force, but then at the same time, we don't want to know too much mm. about the Force. And the and Force... Exactly. <laughs> the Force ghosts are like, you know, the symbols of right. just know enough, but not too much. Right. Uh, and just to kind of address some of Hunter's, like, really specific questions, I feel like the story is laid out over all of the different Star Wars canon fairly well, that Qui-Gon had the idea that, wow, maybe you could retain your individual existence when you go to merge with the Force. Right. And he kind of does it, which mm. is why he's able to every once in a while go, don't do that! Yeah. Why'd you do that? Whoops! Whoopsie! Uh, but he can just barely reach out to Yoda and say, you know what, I bet if we worked on this together, 
Right. You guys could perfect this, and you could totally retain your identity mm. to a level that I was not able to do and mm. actually have influence. And I think that's what Obi-Wan is saying when he says, I will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Right. I will be able to sit on logs and tell people the truth. More power than you could possibly <laughs> imagine. Uh, which is, I think it's a funny joke. And then it is yeah. also like, if Obi-Wan had not been there to whisper in Luke's ear, right. turn off your targeting computer, maybe you wouldn't have blown up the Death Star. Mm. Yeah. So right away, an actual influence, actual power. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, to me, I feel like that there's that interesting arc of what they are, and then that fundamental question of uh, how much advice can they give? Right. Mm-hmm. How much advice should they give? How mysterious should they be? John, big questions. Yeah. Uh, there's a practical nature to it, isn't, yeah. isn't there? Like you're, you're saying you've got the Force Ghost. Now, what is the level to which they're training? Like mm-hmm. that's the thing. I think the, why Qui-Gon isn't as powerful as Ben as a Force Ghost is Qui-Gon got cut down in the prime of his life, whereas Ben mm-hmm. had years out in Tatooine, out in that kind of mm-hmm. meditative place yeah. to like really work thought. on his abilities yeah. so that when he was able to channel them, he could channel them in a more powerful way with Luke. Plus, Luke was more susceptible to it as opposed to Anakin, which would have been more... Uh, rejecting of it, more more rebellious it. of it, right? Mm-hmm. So he might have been able to get through to Anakin more effectively if right. Anakin had been more receptive to it. Luke was more receptive always. So, so Qui-Gon shows up, Anakin's like, get out of here, yeah. I'm leaving you. Yeah, or, or shut up, leave me alone, <laughs> yeah. your dad, or whatever. Like, yeah. you, shut up, dad, you know, that kind of thing, and sure. because of the timing, you know? And so, and his natural essence as a character, I think Anakin would have rejected any attempt at force ghosting from anyone uh, yeah. and the thing with it, he shows up that's how powerful he had to be that he finally got through to Anakin in that moment of the Tusken Raiders scene because mm-hmm. I think Anakin dropped his guard a bit and, and, and it became a little more vulnerable to it and he heard it um, but I mean we're just talking recent stuff obviously there's history of sure. Force Ghost if you go back into the extended universe you yeah. go back into all that this you is know. what they taught him in the Jedi Academy <laughs> Because there are incidences where they yeah. actually can physically push uh, a, 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 a person in, in uh, body form. What would you say? Like, because I don't want to say just human. Yeah, right. I don't want to say just human. Because creature form, physical form. There we go. Yeah, they can push in physical. Well, that's form. What, yeah, that's really interesting mm. to go yeah. back to Obi Wan's actual line in Empire Strikes Back, where mm-hmm. he says, "I cannot." Uh, intervene, mm-hmm. or I, right. I can't remember if intervene is the actual word, but he, you know, right. says, "I can't get involved." And it's fun to think like, is that a like I'm not powerful enough in the Force or? I, that's my code. Yeah. Don't, don't want to. Yeah. Right. I can't. That's taking it too far. And you're referring, John, to stuff going back, Old Republic yeah. stuff outside, and EU or not, it's yeah. stuff that's there and stuff that's been played with. Absolutely. Um, and that could factor back in right. going forward. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, was, uh, do you think, how much do you think, I was always a little disappointed okay. in the prequels. It's <laughs> a little mini Star Wars counseling that we didn't quite <laughs> get the answer right away that George had promised with Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon gets killed, right. didn't vanish, mm-hmm. and he's like, don't worry, the answer's coming. And it came in like the last 30 seconds of Sith. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think that the Jedi, was this, this you, the, maybe in your training, John, um, is, yeah. is this the moment that they're learning? Yeah, absolutely. You think it really I comes like, down to that? I feel like it's explicit in, uh, it, was, it was explicit in the, the Revenge of the Sith novel, which isn't canon anymore, but I feel like mm-hmm. it's pretty right out there on the table yeah. in Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. where Yoda says, I've been communing with mm-hmm. an old friend, Qui-Gon, who has learned the secrets of immortality, mm-hmm. and he, he is going to teach them to us if we meditate. So and this, so it's an it's an it's a new discipline then that, that opens yeah. up the possibilities by now eight nine and beyond where you know more powerful things could happen yeah more more f- ghosts actually showing up and pushing people John. yeah exactly yeah. well and I, the thing I like about Qui Gon and his story is that is 
he's a rebellious Jedi by nature. Recall, mm-hmm. he goes mm-hmm. against the Council for Anakin. Yeah, you know, he's. It is where they introduce the kid, this concept of midichlorians. Right. So, but like, so he's tied to that in a way. But he, this is a guy who could have been the greatest Jedi ever, even bigger, bigger than Yoda. I feel like he had the possibility. Yoda always wanted to kind of stay within the rules, right? Yeah. Whereas Qui Gon was about exploring and expanding, so it makes sense that he would be the one that Yoda was communing to discover these other possibilities within yeah. the Force to how to vibrate into a certain way and transport yourself from place to place, mm-hmm. you know, because doing some research for the show today, it said that one of the tenets of force ghosting is, or ghost force or whatever you want to say is that you have <laughs> for, to... I, I don't know <laughs> if I can accept the term force ghosting because that just seems like Obi-Wan won't answer my texts. <laughs> <laughs> but you go, you can only go to a destination that you've been before. Oh, so, really? Yes, that's one of the tenets that were it's in there in the old, uh, uh, yeah. old version. This is the of, wilds of EU, right? Right, right. Yeah. Which, which I think is interesting because yeah. that would yeah. that would if that's true, if that tenet does hold true, how is Obi Wan with Luke in the time in the uh, in the X wing down on the Death Star? Was he? Has he ever been to the Death Star? Well, well, and, and is yeah. Obi Wan on Hoth? Yeah, right. Yeah, it was a Hoth. Oh, well, there was a nice <laughs> cafe I drank at here once. <laughs> Dexter Jetser used to have a place that'll, here. That'll be answered in the Obi Wan. Well, let me, ask you, let me ask you guys this question. Exactly, I think that's a great example of the gifts and the curse of the expanded universe, of course. where it puts mm-hmm. these very science fictiony rules, yeah. right? And we have this desire to know more, but then do we want those kinds of nitpicky rules on a Force Ghost going forward? An- Going forward, I, I I don't, but I, yeah. I I'm intrigued by what you just said, John. But yeah. yeah, I want I don't want to get into the game of well, did Qui Gon ever visit Takadona? Did he ever go right. here? I would just like him to show up or something like that. But you know, it's yeah. also yeah. interesting. It leads to retconning if you do that, though, don't oh, you? Like yeah. you have to go backwards and kind of figure out where, yeah. and then you have to install that in some sort of thing under the canon in some media, some form of media. So it's yeah, you. we leave that to you. Dave Filoni. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, or Justin Ridge, whoever's yeah. in charge at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who yeah. yeah. can take care of a lot of those things? <laughs> uh, yeah, so. I think that I want the story to be going forward right. that Luke has been communing with uh, Obi-Wan and Yoda mm-hmm. I, because I, I really like... And Anakin. This, it, maybe Anakin. Right. right? Maybe Anakin. Anakin. Well, he is a force ghost at the end force of the Jedi. Ghost, I, well... Isn't he? Well, He's there. He is. He's a shimmering blue presence. <laughs> Yeah, Depending yes. on which version you watch. Yeah, yeah. He is, he's, he's an old. older, younger. <laughs> yeah, I well, I, I can't remember if this is canon, but I, yeah. one of one of the other things uh, that was explicitly in the in the novel of Revenge of the Sith was mm-hmm. the idea that the the real trick was that you could maintain your presence if the reasons for you doing it was entirely selfless. Mm. So if you had truly become the epitome of a Jedi mm-hmm. that does things for others. Mm-hmm. So if you've lost any vanity of like, oh man, I really want to see who's going to win the next pod race, so it'd be great <laughs> if I could retain my existence. Or influence. There's yeah, like a Biff Tannen Jedi who's going in there <laughs> making Sebulba win. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that's really interesting with Anakin. Is like, Did he have a moment when he... Did he act so selflessly mm-hmm. in the moment where he destroyed the Emperor, where it wasn't about revenge mm-hmm. against the Emperor, right. but it was just selfless, I don't care, I killed Luke. It was such a selfless moment that he was able to retain his existence, or had Yoda and Obi-Wan become so powerful that they just pulled him in? Mm-hmm. Did they pull him in for a second to wave goodbye at Luke, and then he dissipated, or is he around? I was trying to theorize on that, John. What do you think? Well, I think if he's going to be a powerful Sith Lord and what have you, can he not also, can there not be the counter of... 
there's also Force Ghost doesn't necessarily have to be good or evil, right? There's not sure. this whole idea. You cannot. I think, I, I think it does because it's you think Force it does? Ghost. It's not Jedi Ghost. It's Force Ghost. <laughs> so if you're good or evil with the Force, you can. I would imagine you can go either way. So if Vader, who obviously is one of the, was one of the most right. powerful, would have had time to would have focused on would have learned how to really access his powers. The story because, that uh, yeah yeah only be, uh, just let me finish real quick. Oh, only, only because if you read the comic books that they say are canon and they laid down this sure. groundwork that the Emperor was constantly challenging Dar- uh, Anakin, constantly challenging sure. him as Darth Vader. And so Vader was having to constantly be on his toes and explore and look at artifacts and explore his the, the whole mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. of his powers. So I wouldn't be surprised if he spent a lot of time meditating, vi- learning how to vibrate, discovering all the ways of the Jedi and also discovering all the ways of the Sith and combining them into one so that when he has his redemptive moment, which I don't know, Joseph, if that's enough to send him in to be a valid Force mm-hmm. ghost, mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. moment, but it's certainly a powerful moment. But it would be interesting to see it's- if you can say it from the other side that sure. you have uh, go because we don't know what Snoke is. Snoke could be a very powerful Force Ghost himself, just on the other side. True. He's really big. Yeah, yeah he's very big. No, uh, yes, yeah, I think. Yeah. That, I think that, all, that to me that's like great theorizing, and I, and I yeah. like it, and it's a neat story. There's a part of me that likes that wants the story to be, and this is just what I want, yeah, sure. not what I think is mm. necessarily. You're putting your desires first, Justin. Exactly. That's the first step. I'm trying to, to be the a dark side. Incredibly <laughs> selfish. This is what I want. Uh, I like the idea that Anakin fell because Palpatine promised him the ability mm-hmm. to extend life and to stop people from dying, right. and that the Sith are going after it in unnatural ways. In that the only way you can do this is the really selfless way. I like the idea that it is impossible for the Sith mm-hmm. to do this because to me I like that parallel I like that parallel of real life of like there are some things where sure anger will make you more focused. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. But there are some things that if you if down. your heart yeah. is black yeah. and if you want to do it for the wrong reasons, it will never work for you. Hmm. Right. I like that story that it will only work for you if your intentions are calm and peaceful and pure. So, in other words, Plagueis <laughs> didn't show up to Palpatine a Force Ghost form at any point and guide him through. I don't think so, you no. You don't think so. Wow. Yeah. But, John, you're saying, hey, maybe he could have learned. I love Joseph to death, and I have to counter this and say I don't agree. Oh, I love I think, it. I, think I love controversy on Force but, but very respectfully, if we say the power of two, the power of two cannot pick one side or the other. The power of two exists mm. on both sides. Therefore, the possibility to be a Force ghost on one side must also be available on the second side. That's balance in the universe. That's my Libra side coming out. I'm a sure. Scorpio Libra, but sure. like the balance to me is always has to be. And I we think talk it's about a yin bringing and yang. balance I to the I think the, the balance is one is success and one is failure. <laughs> Really? The Jedi have succeeded, wow. and the Sith are about failure. But you must always have checks and balances. Sith, the Jedi going too far will become arrogant, become too... Sure. Just, just as what was being challenged by Qui-Gon in the Council there in the prequels, he is challenging their way of doing things because he thinks it's too staid. So let me try to break it down because I'm, I'm a dumber human than you two. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so... <laughs> We just have more opinions about ghosts. The, the, <laughs> the Pac-Man the more. Powers, the, the powers that are available to, to Force users. Let's say uh, uh, Force choking, mm-hmm. generally associated with the bad guys. Yep. Never really used by the good guys, but they still could, right? Could, could we get behind that? That Obi-Wan, if he wanted to, could have Force choked a Stormtrooper. Sure. Oh, yeah. I he think, didn't want to. I think Luke Force chokes a Gamorrean guard. 
Oh, right. true. I stand corrected. Yeah. I stand corrected. Yeah. So he does do that because yeah. he has a black cloak on. Exactly. <laughs> and he's he knows a rebel Jedi. He wants the audience so, to wonder all right, who's going right. to be I, I, A good thing uh, I'm not in a trivia contest, John. I would have gotten that wrong, right? You know that horrible feeling. But Force Lightning. Force Lightning is a good example. But so I'm, I'm thinking in terms of video games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. all right. What's available to one side, available to the other. Um, but but the, the next level of Force ghosting. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag force ghosting. <laughs> what have I done? I can understand what you're saying, John. I can understand what you're saying, that, that one side could access what the other side can as well, but who chooses to use it or who is access. But you're just saying the Sith aren't, the force won't allow them? Explain a little bit more to, dumb it down for me even more, Joseph. I think that it is, this is going to be a weird analogy, so go I, I can Love hear it. the ground creaking underneath me <laughs> on how weird this analogy is. <laughs> So I think it's, you have something like passion, which can be mm-hmm. sex, sex, sexuality, right? I had that once. Yeah, you had sex once? Cool. Yeah. All right. So say yeah. the Here Jedi Council <laughs> is rigid. Right. And they say. Yes, they are. Sex isn't good. Attachment isn't good. Don't don't do those kinds of things. Right. Uh, and the Sith are like, we're passion. F everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> everything right, right. that moves. That's great. No problem. Um, and. I think what Qui-Gon comes along and says in terms of this analogy is like, you know what? If you're really selfless and caring and passionate, it can lead to these wonderful, beautiful things. Right. And the the Jedi Order was so structured that they're like, nope, 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 nope. nope. And then when the Jedi Order falls apart and Yoda has to admit, like, yeah, I was really too restrictive and too dogmatic. He's open to these Mm -hmm. new ideas. And suddenly Yoda can be really... Sex positive, in my analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas... Okay. uh, Okay. A, a certain amount of just sort of like uh, tension and passion mm-hmm. is not the same as a beautiful sharing. Like, it's the same thing, but it isn't. Right. Uh, okay. Like, man, I, the, the thin ice that this analogy is on is uh, no, cracking. I'm about to fall. I'm, I'm picturing uh, Yoda uh, getting horny. All right, that's what I've got. Um, I warned you ahead of time. I warned you ahead of time. John? <laughs> yeah. John, do you, uh, do you concede, counter? No, I just think I just think I think I have to. I think I just. Yeah. I think Joseph feels the way he feels, and I feel the way I feel. Like yeah. it's, just, it's just the way we're constructed. I think as human sure. beings, from our own experiences, to me, there must always be balance. There must yeah. always, because at that point, you've given a complete uh, advantage to the Jedi. If, mm-hmm. if the Jedi can can have a power that the Sith cannot. The, there is not balance in the universe. Then Jedi will always be able mm. to win, and they will always rely on that ability to win. Which, and th- what I, but I think there must be something to counter in order to create real. And this is let's be real. This is a f- all fantasy. So you have to create the idea. <laughs> Get the hell out of my <laughs> sorry, apartment. Sorry. <laughs> you have to. You have to. You have to create the idea of a protagonist and antagonist that could sure, be sure. equal. That sure. allows conflict. That is believable. That you believe that there's a chance they good could lose. And we have mm. seen that Empire Strikes Back. We have seen that. In Revenge of the Sith, in a way, when they're mm-hmm. when when he's yelling at him, you know, you were the chosen one. That's a real thing. That's happening because Qui Gon, for all his things, did choose Anakin. Right. Obi Wan was telling him all the time, "This is the wrong choice." Yodi, Yoda tells him, "Yodi, Yoda, Riley, Mark Riley, Yoda says to him the same thing that yeah. he doesn't believe this kid belongs in the count. There's all these signs that tell Qui Gon that he's making a mistake, but he's just as dogmatic or stubborn as the mm-hmm. Jedi Council, and so it, he does not follow through with it, and that causes what co- he. I mean, this is what I say all the time: the uh, stubbornness of the Jedi caused the problems in the universe. They're in. Uh, inflexibility at times causes the issues that create these larger than life, very 
uh, 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 evil Sith Lords. You know, yeah. Inability to see it under their own noses. Absolutely. Yeah. I mm-hmm. like the idea of balance. I just think that it, to me, it is a kind of balance because if your perspective as a, is a Sith mm-hmm. is aggression, that makes yeah. you way better at fighting. You already have an advantage. Of like, right. we, we get off on fighting. Joseph, we that's a great point. Fighting. By any means necessary. And, and then true. Jedi saying, you know what we love doing? Sitting on logs and giving advice. <laughs> Balance. <laughs> you can't fight a war for you. But yeah, so I mean, yeah. it's totally my bias that I like the story mm-hmm. where they can't do it. But I'm really intrigued by if that is the choice that Lucasfilm ever made to go that direction and say, of course they can. I'm, yeah. I'm fascinated with all like, well, how do you tell that story then? Yeah. Like, if it, you know... Do you tell it differently? Like the Sith have access to this power in a different way or a mm-hmm. different kind of version of this power? Or? Well, look at religion, yeah. which is what mm-hmm. this is based on, right? You sure. have angels on Christianity. Mm-hmm. You have demons on the devil side. It's right. the same thing. These are things that appear that are otherworldly, spiritually, and people have seen them mm-hmm. both on both sides. People claim to have seen very evil demons, right. especially in a lot of South American cultures, a lot of uh, African cultures. They claim to that these things exist and have seen them, just right. as people in the Western world claim to have seen angels and whatever. They're right. influenced by Christianity. It's that kind of thing. Sure. So if it's, this is what it's based on, there must be a balance on both sides. Mm. It's possible to achieve that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, so in other words, if, if the Sith die, if two, if, you know, once Palpatine kills Plagueis, you're thinking, you're saying it's almost not fair that Plagueis, that's it, he's done. Right. But Qui-Gon gets to go on. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a study of the Force. Both sides are studying yeah. the Force and the powers of right, the Force. Right, right. And then, then you meet the Bendu, and he's in the middle. <laughs> God, he's in the <laughs> Shout out the to middle. Tom Baker, man. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, we do see Darth ba- some sort of spirit of Darth Bane in the Clone Wars. We do mm. see him. And, and I'm it, trying to remember true. how that's described. Uh, that's in the uh, lost season of, of Clone Wars with yeah. Yoda discovering him. And... Uh, um, but I think that's contained within like holocrons or, or yeah. particularly that was in a dark place, a dark mm-hmm. cave, a lot of more mysterious stuff. And we, we really should go deeper into some of the Clone Wars yeah, stuff. I, I think we will. Some people have asked us uh, about that. It seems like a perfect thing for you, John, to come yeah. help us explore the Yoda discovering the stuff in the cave. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't consider that one so much as a Darth Bane force ghost as I do a Darth Bane vision, um, much like when Yoda saw the vision of, of Xyphodeus. Yeah. Uh, mm captured and trapped and that opens up uh, and a lot of theories about Snoke being Sifidius on the internet uh, based solely on this a lot there too um, yeah so I don't I don't know I don't think yeah I, I wouldn't count that I wouldn't count Bane yeah. as a ghost not yeah. yet he's not on a log yeah he's a spirit yeah which might be different it might be different yeah and maybe it's more of like a haunting. Yeah. Because he's yes. trapped. He's confined in that area. Yes, that's a good way. So yeah, yeah exactly. I like that. If the force goes, are like, man, we're peaceful, so we can go wherever, man. We can go on Hoth. We can right. go in space, yeah. whatever. Oh, is that... Do, are you are you stuck to a building? Oh, <laughs> too bad. <laughs> and, uh, you know, how do, and how do they, you know, how do... Again, they're learning. The Jedi are learning. But I, so I like this idea that it kind of early on, it's like you have to learn to commune mm-hmm. with Qui-Gon, but then all of a sudden Obi-Wan's like, yeah, I'm here. Hey, Luke. Yeah. What's going on? I've, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that Obi-Wan is ready to go. Ready to it's go. like, you know what? I'm sick. I smell these robes. As <laughs> soon as I can just be a presence within the Force, that'd be awesome for me. And a side note, too, I'm flashing back to like 1974 with George Lucas writing this script on a pad of paper thinking, <laughs> yeah, then the voice of Obi-Wan's heard. And then 30, 40 years later, we're like, well, here's the nature uh, of Force uh, Actually, goes. actually. Uh, yeah. What would you feel? Can I ask one yeah, quick question? Absolutely. What would you feel in the, if, you, if there is scenes in 8 with 
with with Anakin. With I was going to ask that question. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, 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 John. That's a great question. Continue. I, yeah. I think that's where I want to take. What if there is that? Because yeah. he may mm-hmm. become a Force Ghost. He may not necessarily be at the level that Obi Wan right. is in the and Yoda because he mm-hmm. has not been studying it from a pure good place mm-hmm. his whole life. So if he achieves his Force Ghost status through the Sith way, still still having that redemptive moment, he's still Anakin. He's still who he is as a person. So that could influence Luke at times. And obviously we see the influence supposedly in Kylo. Right. So it could be that this is these are the wars that Luke's having within himself. That's the thing that's so... I think mm-hmm. what, what we're going to get out of this second trilogy, or third trilogy rather, is, is a more fleshed out, uncomfortable... Uh, understanding of Luke Skywalker that we wanted him to yeah. be this pure and white knight writing, sure. but we put upon him so much. He's still just a farm boy from Tatooine, man. Yeah, and all the stuff that he, the emotional stuff that he went through just to get to this status, and now what happened in these missing years that we're going to see, I guess, in flashback through this next trilogy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do we find out about Luke that caused the situation with with Ray, with Kylo, with the death of his supposedly the death of his, mm-hmm. you know, his trainees at the Knights of Ren? There's all this stuff to explore. What if Anakin has been there as a Force Ghost that he is visiting right. on the side while he's also visiting Yoda in other areas? Like this. Luke could have take on, taken on so much himself. And, and could have, uh, could uh, Anakin have answered Kylo Ren at any point yes, in that helmet? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Was he just talking to a helmet? Yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's here's what I would like, yeah. again, selfishly like a Sith. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I feel like... I hope that Luke's story is the the story of I am trying to be good, yeah. and it is so hard to do because the world isn't black and white. Right. And I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. I would love it if Anakin was a Force ghost, mm-hmm. was able to appear to Luke yeah. uh, and you know give Luke some understanding about the choices he made. And then I'd love it if he tried to appear to Kylo, and Kylo's just a brat and not listening. I'm going to take it. You know? Because we, yeah. we've gotten dribbles of that, and I can't remember what's in books and what's in mm-hmm. canon. Sure. Or not sure. from the Kylo, that Kylo has a perspective of, he just had a moment of weakness. He didn't turn back to the light. Right. He right. had the right way following the dark side, and then he, had, he just had a moment of weakness. Right. Uh, so he's, he's a Sith. He's always been a Sith. He just made that one mistake. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that'd be a great petulant. Seem to imagine Anakin appearing to him is like, no, I was wrong. I turned to darkness. I made a bad mistake. Don't do this. Don't wear my clothes. Too late. Knock it off. Too late. And Kyle's just like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Stubbornly listen. And, and then just in the practicalities, too, um, would you guys be okay going outside the story of Hayden Christensen showing up again? Yes. Getting one more shot as yeah. a force ghost. I absolutely want him to be redeemed once and for all. And absolutely. Just, yeah. know, just once and for all. The man's a good actor in certain, mo- in certain films, and he deserves a chance to show what he can do outside of the control of Lucas. I, I, I agree. I, that's where I come down to. When it first the rumors first popped up, there was an immediate kind of... Um, for me, a, ooh, wait, what? Only because I, it gets into what you and I talk about, Joseph, about sci-fi and Star Wars, where mm. it doesn't really belong as much because it's fantasy, and I don't want, I didn't want weird flashbacks unless it's through visions. Um, I, asked, I didn't want a clone showing up or anything weird like a that. A vid, yeah. Yeah, something no. like that. Hey, maybe, I could accept that, maybe okay. a little bit. Let's look at the security footage, Ray. Here he is killing <laughs> younglings. Um, there's that, but yeah, I, but definitely, if he shows up as some kind of weird force ghost, I think I'd be okay with it yeah you know? yeah i think i would like that It'd be really weird visual if it's uh young hayden christensen talking to uh older Old mark, mark hamill, hamill. Oh, <laughs> like, right dad our relationship's real weird <laughs> on so many levels that's a very good point but then you'd have to recast it a third time if you don't go with hayden yeah and you're yeah. already pushing the boundaries of the two rec- of the two castings yeah. already yeah you're pushing a third guy that'd be really tough you won't talk about trying to cast batman again yeah you're trying to cast <laughs> this which is people will go insane Another Anakin. no i think give, give it to hayden give it to hayden yeah. um how much do you want force ghost to factor into eight and nine joseph 
John, I'll start with you, Joseph. Uh, yeah, I would definitely like them to show up because I think the story of Luke trying to go to the first Jedi Temple, trying to understand mm-hmm. the Force better, trying to understand this uh, gray world, not black and white world, mm-hmm. why wouldn't he commune? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never liked that idea that was presented in Timothy Zahn's novel that Obi-Wan loses the ability and, and has to disappear. Mm-hmm. So I think it's Enjoy the same. your hot chocolate, Luke, I'm out. Yep, exactly, because yeah. I think it's the same Superman problem of Jedi are really powerful. And that can be a, a mm-hmm. chore. And and he's got a guy to give him advice. Well, let's strip this away. Strip this away. Right. That's my take on it. Mm-hmm. But so I don't. I don't like the idea that they disappear. Right. But I also think it's a little crowded. Yeah. To be like, how you know, Luke has a huge council of very wise people mm-hmm. to give him advice. If Yoda, Obi Wan. And Anakin are yeah, all we around. We don't want it to be a Christmas tale. Right. And then Luke <laughs> dies, and yeah. then Ray's just like, God, I'm falling around with these four ghosts. Stop mansplaining everything to me. This team of force ghosts. I got this. You know, it does start to take away an individual character's agency. Yeah. So I want some, I want mysterious rules. I want that mm-hmm. exact right mm-hmm. tip of the iceberg Star Wars writing where maybe in episode eight, Yoda appears. Yeah. Mm. Maybe get a sense of the rules, but not enough to know the answer mm. so we can have fun. Talking yeah. on podcasts in the playground for years about what is the answer? I like it, John. Yeah, I, I, I think that I agree with Joseph in that way. I don't think I, I think if you overdo it, you really risk the uh, exclusivity of it. You know, yeah. and if you make it like every he's, he's got a council, it's like essentially his own Jedi council <laughs> with everything he does. You know, it would just be too much because at what point are you Luke, and at what point are you just are you just a mouthpiece for the four? Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. the thing is that he he should only be able to commune with one or the four of them in very in one or tw- once or twice it's particular issue yeah. it cannot be constant you yeah. know cuz he or he must choose one who is his real counsel yeah. through the whole thing and i would still think it would be uh, ben that's also a oh, great way to bring yeah. back you in right. and so yeah. it's certainly possible oh ooh, yeah. ooh, that's, ooh, you start opening ooh. the door that's what yeah. i i want a scene where it's qui-gon jen and bring back liam neeson and it's him as a force ghost mm. sitting on a rock talking to luke skywalker and luke's just saying no he never he never mentioned you <laughs> he, i'm not sure who you are he who omitted are you? you from the story <laughs> entirely <laughs> where, where naboo i don't know what happened here. i don't know i don't know how much do you want, uh, uh, in terms of Ray? you mentioned jokingly, she, you know, we don't want her being followed around. Uh, how much uh, uh, of, of Force Ghosts do you want in any of her training? Do you want any of that? No. Do you want just want it to come from Luke and the Force Ghosts that he's talked to over the years or where it helps him train her? Or, or where, where do we want this to factor in with her story at all? Yeah. If at all. I'd like a follow-up on the vision. I like the idea that car- that objects are powerful in the Force, and I feel right. like the, it, an interpretation of the, her vision in The Force Awakens is that Obi-Wan is talking to her a little bit. Right. It's not coming across clear. Like he's, sure. You know, he's using Verizon. I get the Force vision of Verizon, <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of muddled, so it just comes across as <laughs> right, a right. bunch of weird images, and these are your first steps. But, Ray, these are your first, first steps. Seems <laughs> like Obi-Wan is trying to communicate to Ray. Pretty specifically. Yeah, yeah. so maybe if it's object-based, I, you know... That that would be a fun way to play with the rules of you have to be a very strong force user to be able to get the crystal clear vision that can sit on a log and give you clear exposition. Right. And other than that, you just get fractured ideas. Right. That to right, me right. is an interesting storytelling. So if, if Ray can get little fractured bits of information. I like that. That would be really fun. I yeah. like that. Just just filtered in, John, you know? Uh, 
What was the question? The question was, um, uh, um, do you think uh, you want Ray to be taught by the force ghost of uh, Kit Fisto? No. <laughs> no, especially not Kit Fisto. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't want her to be taught uh, yeah. by anybody yeah. other than, other than Luke. If, other than Luke. And so, I don't, so to my point of the force ghost influence right. Luke, and right. Luke is, it's up to Luke to influence Ray. Here's why. And this, this goes a little bit to what Joseph was saying earlier. This is my selfish desire is mm-hmm. I want her to be the gray, a gray Jedi. I want sure. her to be like Ahsoka was becoming in Clone Wars mm-hmm. and we saw at the end of Rebels Season 2. I want this to be canon. What we see with Bendu, what he's doing is mm-hmm. creating essentially a gray Jedi. He's telling you this exists. Yeah. Using all these different, uh, the holocrons, all these things that he's talking about in Rebels this season. But I think it is mm-hmm. opening the door to gray Jedi. If we have a gray Jedi, there is no need for Force Ghosts. And because mm-hmm. they ride the they ride the line on both sides. Therefore, you can't have six Force Ghosts or, or the Sith sure. Force Ghosts or the Jedi Force Ghosts. If you, if you, if you see my line of logic that would be what would it be. So to me, that's too much. Mm-hmm. I think Luke guiding her, but I think she's smarter than Luke. I think she's more prepared than Luke. I think mm-hmm. she's going to be a whole different animal than we've seen before with any from Anakin or Luke. I think she's going to ride the line between both mm-hmm. and be able to access her power in a way that to not necessarily make it feel evil, it feels necessary. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference with Ray. With Luke, there's like, I don't know. With Anakin, there's like, yeah, kill it all. But with, I think it'll be, I think she'll be smarter and I think she'll know exactly what to do in almost every situation, mm-hmm. regardless of emotion. And I think that's what was coming through as I was watching Force Awakens mm. again the other day. And I just was <laughs> like, she just has such a believability and a belief in everything she's doing at every moment that she's doing it. There is no, even from eating, the way mm. she's even eating, there's a determination to eat that food and she's exactly where she needs to be. There's not any mm. rush to go do anything else. Mm. And I think that's what I like about her character and what makes her so different in the Star Wars universe. There is no waffling in her, and I love that. Hmm. Hmm. I think we've painted an intriguing picture for eight and nine that uh, I hope we can live up to our own expectations. <laughs> yeah. Here. No, I think I think the conflict of, uh, of eight for Ray might be uh, yeah. a little bit of a waffle to get back to. Yeah. Because yeah, I think that, that is absolutely right. Yeah. Did we answer the question, Joseph, enough about Force Ghosts? I think so. I, I, I have one, one last thought about yeah. Force Ghosts. I do like the idea that they want to be the teacher, not the information giver. Mm. Correct. I like that they... I, they say just enough for you to figure it out mm-hmm. yourself. And it is a rare instance where Obi-Wan, I think maybe that's why he had to sit on the log, possibly answering questions right. from our friend JTE. <laughs> that he's, <clears throat> yeah, I, it's gotten down to the point where I have to just give you plain old information and exposition. Right. Instead yeah. of just like, if you listen to your heart, the door will open. <laughs> kind of like, you know, <laughs> that kind of BS. Uh, Don't kiss your to, sister. Yeah, <laughs> straight up information is yeah. rare for Force Ghosts. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. It seems like in other times, other than, you know, you must go to the, the Dagobah systems, you know, Ghost, Force Ghost GPS. But, uh, right. uh, yeah, that, that seems like a good point. Like, maybe in need, and then there's a... a, a, a they have a, a control over what they're doing and the, as a Force Ghost. And like I said, they don't want to influence. And that's kind of the main question Hunter asks is how much influence do they have? And I think we all can kind of agree that's potential for a lot of influence. Maybe even a force push from a force ghost. Uh, maybe the dark and the light or maybe how much they, information they can give out. Um, I think uh, they're a pretty powerful aspect of the force and the story. And I definitely think it's key to the Star Wars story. And we're going to get more of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Final question. Yeah. Do we want at any point to see... Luke Skywalker is a Force ghost. Is that a must? Can we avoid it? How do you want that to end? 
I would be happy to see that yeah. eventually. <laughs> I don't want, I really don't want Luke to die in eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if Luke uh, dies, I would rather have it be in like the first act of nine mm-hmm. because I think rhythmically it feels too close to the Force Awakens. If or, he died, or to, if he, em, to Empire or Force Awakens. To Force Awakens. Gotcha, if, gotcha, if gotcha, the gotcha. third act of gotcha. episode eight, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so, but I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I want to see that story that uh, mm-hmm. it's such a generational story of Star Wars when you strip sure. so much else com- comes down to the, the, the rhythms and the generational that I would love to see that mm-hmm. eventual yeah. fate. I, um, I agree with Joseph that I don't want Luke to die until nine. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're assuming he's going to die. Like, we just have this feeling. Yeah, it would die. seem natural, right? Um, but <clears throat> my feeling about it is that I don't want him to come back as a Force ghost at all. Okay. I, I want her to be something new. And this mm-hmm. is, my again, my selfish desire. I want her to be something new, something that expands the idea of Star Wars, that expands the idea of the Force, that she does not need a Force ghost anymore. And then when a person dies, they really die. Right. All you're left with is your memories, just like we are in mm-hmm. real life, just mm-hmm. like we are here as human beings. We are left with their thoughts and the memories and the counsel that we received while in life, which is still applicable to us all the way up to, to, until we die. Mm-hmm. And so there's a way to still still have the resonance of a Force ghost without the actual appearance of a Force ghost. And that's what I would like Ray to be in expanding the universe with what they're doing with J.J. and uh, Trevor O. and all the different right. directors, Ryan Johnson, all that they're doing with Kathleen Kennedy, all they're doing with the property. I want an expansion of the property. I don't want to stay within the same tropes, the same cliches, the same... Uh, uh, parameters that we've had before. Mm-hmm. So the elimination of a Force Ghost eventually would be great, in my opinion, okay. if we have just Ray on her own figuring it out, life or death, without so much counsel once Luke leaves. Free it up a little bit there. I like that, guys. Uh, uh, as advertised, John, you understand the Force and the ways of it. <laughs> and Joseph, you do as well. Thank you, Hunter, for that question. Hunter Ewing on Facebook. Again, like our Facebook page and go there. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter, and there'll be more about that at the end of the show. Um, but our Facebook page, write us. We do read the messages, even if we don't respond right away. A lot of you send some uh, big, long, wonderful messages that are well thought out and show your knowledge of Star Wars. And that's what this show is about, too, is gathering all of us together to talk and go in deep on Star Wars uh, and get inside that Star Wars nerd bubble. More audience questions, though, Joseph. Yeah. These are some, uh, we like to take some that are fun, kind of simple, and deep as well. We got some today. Yeah, and this one is a nice, uh, straightforward, concrete one from Scott Ring, at Scott James Ring on Twitter, and he asks, How lethal and agile can Darth Vader's fighting style be in Rogue One before it is inconsistent with A New Hope? And then he adds, mm-hmm. love the show. Thank you, Scott. We love that, Scott. Yeah. So, yeah, how crazy, brutal, flipping around can Darth Vader be? Uh, Ken, do you have thoughts on that? I do have some thoughts because this also goes back to something I talk about a lot about on Spotlight Star Wars when I'm rambling by myself on a fr- uh, Friday night or Saturday morning. Uh, <laughs> is that again? Your friends are force uh, yeah. ghosting you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the first Episode four, New Hope, was made at a certain time, written at a certain time by one man who, though he had a big vision, probably couldn't envision uh, three of us in a room having a podcast in 2016. (laughs) So there is going to be some inconsistencies if they don't do it right. Meaning when Vader shows up, look, it's pretty, it's it's David Prowse, uh, you know, wandering, lunking around and the light, we know he, you know, the lightsaber fight's probably the least impressive lightsaber fight in all of Star Wars, but that's what it was at the time. So they do have to be careful. If he is going too crazy at the end of Rogue One, it would seem to me 
not to match up with what we see in New Hope. And that's some of the problems I have with the comics, mm-hmm. uh, Rebels or something, um, where in my own mind, you have to really, really be careful. And I think the people creating these things are very aware of that. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying anything to these guys that there are like, yeah, we get it, nerd. We got it. Um, but yeah, there would be, if it's too crazy at the end of Rogue One, and he comes through that door at the end, uh, beginning of New Hope, I'd be like, that's not the same guy. <laughs> in a weird way. Yeah. In a weird way. If, if, if that at all kind of addresses the question. In my yeah. Mind, I don't know. What are your thoughts, John? Uh, this is an interesting question because uh, where where are we going to go with this if we pursue it to its logical conclusion, right? I mean, how how if we go to the point where you think uh, I want us to make sure I've got a good idea of what he's saying. Because if you go to the agility issue, because the way that he's done in Rebels is more stayed, right? Mm-hmm, it's, yeah. He's still powerful. And that's the thing about Vader. That's mm-hmm. what is so great about him is that he does not need to do what Yoda did. And remember, there was such yeah. a huge backlash to what Yoda did, even sure. though I enjoy that fight. I enjoy that fight, people, too. Yeah, people like, people like Christian Harloff, our friend Christian Harloff, does not like that fight and thinks mm-hmm. it's a terrible fight. If you do that with Vader, I think you do risk losing the status of Vader being mm-hmm. one of these people that, like John Travolta says, I think, in Get Shorty, that character, he says, if you're important they'll wait for you mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. never late they're waiting for you and right. i think that's the power of vader is the v- vader gets to it it's economy of effort for vader it's never mm-hmm. about uh showing off and mm-hmm. i think if you see him going doing flips and stuff like this right, right. you will lose the mystique of vader he does not need to do those kinds of things mm-hmm. and that's what i that's what i think they'll i think there's definitely room to expand but sure but not too far out that you lose his status yeah and to your point like in the comics when i throw a little shade at the comics it's yeah. out of love but they're actually pretty consistent with yes it. they do do a very and a lot of his most powerful things are him standing there using yes. the force to squish or, or, or break things so i think they're doing it right but yeah if 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 the door opens at the end of rogue one and he's just killing bays malbus and shared Way and jen urso's run away and he's flipping and flopping and it, 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 it'd be like okay he was pretty calm at the beginning of New Hope. Maybe he's a sociopath. Yeah. He is a sociopath. But to me, I think I think it's a great question, Scott. And I like that Scott asks, how lethal and agile. And, I yeah. agree and that's with, what I'm focusing yeah, on. Yeah, and I agree yeah. with both of you that agile, that's the road yeah. we don't want to go down. Yeah. Did such a great job in Rebels yeah. uh, showing him being forceful. The big chopping swing that's mm-hmm. half like mm-hmm. uh, actual kinetic force. And half maybe intimidation hmm. that he knows yeah. this big, tall, scary guy is swinging a thing at you. And like, you go ahead and do your little flips, whatever Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When my one swing comes in, you better block it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they do a great job of showing that. So I don't think he needs to be agile, but I do think he needs to be lethal. Mm-hmm. And I sure, think that yes. is still within canon, like you're saying with the yeah. comics. So show him throwing things. Show show him, yeah. you know, crushing people yeah. with yeah. the force. Uh, and then for me, in A New Hope, my own little headcanon is that he that, that this is more them testing each other out. This is them sure. dancing and that maybe even he's a little bit of a, maybe even a little bit afraid of mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's an old man now and his powers are weak. But the last time I saw him, he did chop my <laughs> sure. remaining limbs off and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. let me light on fire. So maybe just a little bit of fear. Yeah. Well, we, we saw that in Rebels, right? The fight yeah. with Ahsoka. That's a younger Vader. That's a younger Vader. So yeah. where where are we going to go with that if we if we transfer sure. that over into into the into the film? And yeah. how much of that are you allowed to do before you start to lose what the point of Vader was? Which yeah. is, and I make a wrestling reference here real quick. Mm-hmm. It's Andre the I Giant. I do all the time. Yeah, we go. It's it's Andre the Giant. If you start seeing Andre the Giant doing flips or rolling yeah. around the mat, you're like, this is this. What is this? Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. When you see him swinging those massive bear claws at somebody, yeah. which Hogan used to throw up before he'd fight him yeah. because he knew he fought stiff. Uh, that lets that's what that's what unsettles you as a human being sure. watching this kind of thing. And that's exactly what point. I want to see. Exactly. I want to see a Hulk.
Hulk Hogan throw up <laughs> before Darth Vader enters in Rogue One. Absolutely. I think we're going to get that, Jim. I think we're going to get that. We know some more. That's so awesome. Thank you, Scott, for that question. We appreciate you listening and joining the conversation. Absolutely. So uh, our next question is along our sort of whole dark side discussion. Uh, Steve Gatt on Twitter, at Gatty's Meatbag. You know, sometimes I should read these Twitter handles to myself before I say them out loud. Holy crap. That sounds like a, a mail-away meat service. <laughs> What's for meat? dinner? Yeah. Gaddy's Meat Bag. Gaddy's Meat Bag asks, do you think Kylo Ren will have a much different appearance in Episode Eight due to his injuries in The Force Awakens? John, yeah. I'll start with you. It's a good question. I, I wonder because it all depends on what kind of healing Snoke does on him, right? We we have we, we have to figure out because that's why he tells Ruck, Hux to get him to, right. to to him as quick to Snoke as quickly as possible because Snoke has to heal him as quickly as possible for him to be sure. his vehicle. Uh, I think I think Snoke has damaged himself physically, as we saw as we mm-hmm. see in the images. So there is something there about being. It's uh, the same thing we saw with Vader. Vader was burnt to a crisp, right. had his legs cut off. So there's there's a there's a, a, a heritage that's going on and, here. And Palpatine too. It, seems, Palpatine, to be, it right, exactly. seems to be a cost of the Sith. Yeah, which is yeah. darkness. Which is yeah. of course what happens in real life. People yeah. are become very ugly. All has become, robot legs. Well, yeah, yeah, and Luke losing his hand is an analogy for sure. maybe he's going to the dark side. That's yeah. why Obi Wan never loses a limb. Yep. Right. Yep. The second I see Ezra cut, I'm more than, yep. more than, yeah. you know, gotcha. I, I still believe he's going to go dark. So for me, it, that's that kind of thing. Is like, I think he'll be limited to a degree, but I think mm-hmm. his anger will overcome whatever limitations you see, and he'll it'll adjust, he'll adjust his force usage uh, accordingly. Yeah. yeah, I think it was very. There was a very key moment where he drops his mask, um, which was always made to sound and appear heavier than you would think mm-hmm. as a regular mask. Yeah. There's something to that. Uh, yeah. But he drops it before he kills Han. He's not seen with it ever again. He's cut in the mm-hmm. face. Um, you almost don't see it as clear in the movie. Like, the first time around, I was like, did he, did he get cut? And then you see freeze frames. You're like, oh, he got cut. Mm-hmm. He got cut he in got the hurt. face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I... I do want, um, I, I go back to what Mark Hamill said. It was what he always kind of dreamed about Luke reappearing in Jedi, messed up, scarred, mm. an earring, a bone earring <laughs> hanging in and just, you know, ripped and shredded. Um, I'd like to see a different different Kylo Ren get rid of the hair. That's, uh, you know, one of the only mm. things of, of Ren that is still kind of causes some people to snicker when he takes his mask off for the first time. Um, get rid of the hair, shave his, shave his head, give him a scar. Keep the motif. You're not going to have suddenly orange cape, uh, orange cape Ren figure. But you, but I I do I hope that that's something. It's a new figure I'm going to want to buy. Yeah, I, I hope it looks different enough to where you're like, wow, Ren's gone through something. Yeah, I think we yeah I think we got two injuries. I think we got the face. Uh, cut. He's clearly cut in the face. I think mm-hmm. he's got to have a gnarly scar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's such a great story because he wants to be injured. He wants to have yeah. to hide his deformity. And then he takes mm-hmm. off his mask and is like, no, I'm actually quite beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, what joy for him the next time yeah. he takes off his mask when somebody's like, oh, crap, Ooh, yeah, put yeah, that yeah, back yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. good for him. But then there's the, the, the shot to the gut. And I think yeah, that's true. really interesting From to be Chile. like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, is that like an actual life-sustaining? Does, is he going to have a little bit more mm-hmm. equipment on his chest? Oh, good point. Uh, something that's Absolutely. actually like, uh, you know, maybe, does he have, you know, space dialysis that he yeah. needs to wear on his chest? I think so, and I think they've, they've so highlighted that. 
um, not just for the story of uh, why Ray could defeat him earlier, you know, and, and I know a lot of us, um, I don't want to say Ray defenders, but a lot of people like you and I, John and Joseph too, were like, no, no, yeah, she did know a lot, but yeah, mm. you know, Ren was hurt and that was kind of a focus of the story, but I think going forward, it should have some some uh, effect and there should be a price for what he's done. Yeah. He was a beautiful boy. Now he's a half cyborg monster. Yeah, exactly. Should be a cost. That's what Star Wars has taught us. Mm. <laughs> uh, our final question comes from uh, Chris Whitehead, a regular listener. Mm. At Osiris292, no meatbags in that uh, Twitter handle, but still a great Twitter handle. And he asks, do Jedi mind tricks still work if you don't speak the same language? I really like this question. Mm, good question. Mm. What have they taught you, John? Uh, Jedi Munch is... Yes, because yeah. uh, actions are universal. Language is not, but actions are. So, therefore, if you can influence another with the mind, uh, with your mind, you can influence actions, obviously, sure. one way or the other, uh, because language is just a, a vehicle we use to express emotion. So, therefore, but the base of emotion is universal throughout, no matter what species you are. Right. Uh, you're... you're your meat bag uh, parts may be all over your body, but your emotions are still inside you, and that's what's being manipulated by mind, uh, mind, uh, yeah. mind power. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm trying to think of some specific examples, whether it's uh, um, Luke over the Gamorrean guards. Uh, again, going back, you reminded me of the fourth joke, but I'll mm-hmm. just, just control it over them. Um, Bid Fortuna, you could argue, spoke the language. He understood the understood language. Understood yeah. it. So, yeah, you know, Tordarians, uh, you know, I don't know why they're not susceptible to the force other than plot points. Uh, um, greed. Greed, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so I can't think of a specific example, but I kind of come down on the side with John, where, like, if you can get into the mind, you could probably control a little space bear. Yeah. You know, that's just well, a little I, creature. I will support John in saying that there should always be balance by disagreeing with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think it is a two-level thing. I think you have to understand the language to do the standard Jedi mind trick because mm-hmm. otherwise, to me, it's a very comic scene where you're like, I need you to go over there and you're just like, no, Abla, you know, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. I understand that you want me to do a thing and I feel yeah. compelled to do a thing, yeah. but I literally don't understand what to do. I think there is that next level trick that we've seen Force users do of reaching into somebody's mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually a different thing. Because mm-hmm. you gotcha. can just give them a simple yeah. instruction of like, turn around, go over there, look right. the other way. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a deeper thing if you if you don't speak the same language, you have to reach into their mind and paint a picture of mm-hmm. like, here's a picture of you dropping a blaster. Imagine right. what that would be like. Right. But also, like, look at yourself, like, you go, oh, I got to go across the room. You have that thought. And then you see sure. the vision of yourself going across the room, right? Yeah. You, so you, in that moment is where I think the mind tricks could come into play but i think you make a great point joseph sure. you have to speak the language to understand how to get them there too yeah. if, if they're not going to necessarily be capable of seeing themselves walk across a room yeah maybe there's something there to it so yeah mm. that's certainly maybe possible. even a third power that i think you are <laughs> suggesting which is uh, jedi mind charades there's <laughs> <laughs> some baller jedi it's just like makes the why don't you walk over there open the fridge get me a beer and just does it all in gestures and the person first has to word do it. two syllables <laughs> jedi mind charades we've Created something new here, Joseph. <laughs> Trademark that right away. <laughs> Hashtag Jedi Mind Trades. <laughs> so those are our audience questions. Those are great questions. Uh, really yeah. fun uh, variety of questions. So thanks, everybody. Love it. We love what you guys do uh, out there joining the conversation with us. As always, you can go to Twitter and follow us at Force Center Pod and use that hashtag Force Center. And Joseph, that as we wrap up here, let's talk about Twitter. We, we are trying to set that goal 
to uh, get our Twitter followers up. Yeah. We put the challenge for the iTunes reviews and ratings, and you guys answered in mass and have helped us tremendously. Now we want to help increase our social media presence because that matters in this world today, <laughs> this dark, dark world. Yes. Um, it's important, though, Joseph. It is. It's all about numbers, sadly. It's not all about numbers, but sometimes no. it is really. A, that's a, a thing that people check. There are resumes out there that I'm sure some of you have uh, encountered that require handing in your Twitter numbers yes. right along with yes. your resume. Yeah, even in things that don't necessarily that aren't in our weird little media talking world. Yeah, uh, just yeah. So uh, so numbers matter. So we are shooting for fifteen hundred followers uh, as we're recording. We have a little bit of a weird recording schedule, but as we're recording, we have about eleven hundred followers. We'd love to get that up to fifteen hundred as the next goal. So if you're listening and you're on Twitter but you don't follow us yet, please do. And uh, if you know somebody who just loves Twitter but maybe hasn't even uh, heard the podcast, just suggest it as a follow because we try hard to just post some fun sure. Star Wars jokes and some fun Star Wars content as well as just advertising the podcast so we try to make it a, a fun force place to be right there's a lot of choices out there I feel like I'm an evening news anchor there's a lot of choices for your Star Wars news and, and, and analysis but we appreciate that you guys are on this little journey here we are a little rebellion of a podcast small <laughs> and mighty but we are trying to connect up with more rebel cells that's what we're doing John Roca I want to yep. thank you you always are so great when you come in you deliver uh, like the Jedi Master or Sith that you might be. <laughs> mm, <laughs> equally powerful. Right. Look, I'm um, always happy to come on, you guys. It's always fun to talk Star Wars with you guys because you, you're very kind, but like it is because we meet. I yeah. respect your intelligence, both of you, that I have to come with thoughts, with original stuff to talk about. So I always enjoy it. It's always a great time. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah where, yeah. Are your, where are your adventures? Uh, can, can, where can they follow you? Yes. Uh, Why can't I just say that? On the social medias, <laughs> you guys can always follow me. I try to be cute. That's <laughs> no, all right. At, at the Roca says, R-O-C-H-A-S-A-Y-S. Yeah, you see all the shows I'm hosting and co-hosting. Obviously, the top 10 over at the Collider every mm-hmm. uh, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We drop a new episode. Uh, we just I don't know when this is going to be released, but yes, yeah, so you can go check a look sure. at go to the playlist. Uh, the new show that I'm on now, Super Animation Game Time, which I host with Yuri Lowenthal over at Geek and Sundry's Twitch channel. We interview one person out of the world of animation, voiceover, uh, video games, what have you, and talk about how they got to where they are. And we don't do things like, hey, episode 7, season 4, what were you thinking? No, it's more about like who they are as a person, what influences them, mm-hmm. how they they came to be those kinds of things. Cool. Uh, and then, of course, the top, I mean, the Cinephiles, which is the show I have on iTunes, which I do with my film professor friend, Steve Morris. And we talk about one classic film before the year 2000, break down its production history and what have you. Recently, we just did uh, LA Confidential in the honor of the late, great Curtis Hansen, uh, who's a friend of Virginia Woolf because of mm-hmm. Edward Albee's passing. And uh, coming up, we've got Die Hard, Apocalypse Now, and uh, possibly Lawrence of Arabia. So, nice. Uh, nice. Quite a wide berth of classic. That's great. Yeah. That is great. John, you're so busy and you're so good at what you do. I'm so happy that you get to take a moment and share Thank our you. airwaves here talking on Force Center. Joseph, uh, a lot of things coming up uh, for us. Yeah. Uh, this will, uh, trying to think, yeah, we got we got uh, Stanley's Comic-Con. Yeah, so Stanley's Comic-Con, uh, formerly Kamikaze, we will be there doing a live recording of our newer Force Center show, Star Wars Counseling, where uh, you, the audience, bring us grievances, things that upset you about Star Wars, and we try to make you feel better. <laughs> we try to bring you to the light side. In this particular case, I disagree with Yoda. There is a try. We will try to make you feel better. (laughs) 
Can't make any promises. But uh, we did this at DragonCon. We put that up as an episode, and it's just a, it's a ton of fun. So come check that out. It is Saturday, October 29th at Stanley's LA Comic Con, 4 p.m. We'll put information all up on our social media about that. Uh, for my own business, you can follow me on all the social medias is at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can check out my podcast, Obsessed, which is on the Feral Audio Network. It is a comedy podcast about people who like things a lot, and there are a lot of people out there like our friend Roxy Stryer, who watches an episode of Friends every day, no matter what. <laughs> and I asked her, what if you went to the woods? And she said, I'd think through an episode. <laughs> so there are some truly, beautifully obsessed people out there, so check that podcast out. And I also want to say my personal thank you to you, John, for coming in. I love it when you come and, and do these sort of deep dive topics with oh, us. Thanks, man. It's always a pleasure. intelligent, fun discussion about thank it. You, thank you so much. Absolutely, it's guys. You can follow me at Ken Afsuck across all social media platforms. Still Chapnet, Snapchat, Chapnet, Chapsnet, <laughs> and I don't know why. I don't know why, but I'm there. Guys, until next time, let's hope a force ghost comes and sits next to you. We'll see ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.